Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Two items to discuss as we start this. Yes. Two items. First item, Uh I already know that you know the answer to this question. Great. Why didn't I have a cinnamon roll today? Why didn't you have a cinnamon yeah. roll today? Is it because you baked three loaves of bread yesterday? Yeah. And so you were not about to go bake no, more cinnamon rolls? No, I need, to, I need to bake more. I have one oh, in the fridge. Them. Yeah, I, I did a... Oh. Did you do too much taste testing yesterday? No. Oh. Banana bread this morning. You had banana bread this morning and didn't tell me? You are so bad at eating the things that we make. <laughs> First of all, I need a... You need a what? It's your option to open it I need a helper. It. I need someone to go, hey, it's, you might think about having some banana bread. I can't believe I didn't have that. Yeah. Jason, my husband, yeah. love my life, made me gluten-free, I, gluten-free banana bread, gluten-free banana bread. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. That was one of the three things that you baked yesterday? Yeah, two loaves of bread. One was a, a sesame seed loaf, and then one was just a regular loaf. And then I just went ahead and didn't eat it. Okay, I'll have it for a snack today. That'll be good. Right after we are doing this recording. It'll be great. I mean, that, then it's lunchtime, but yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, by the way, are, are you a banana bread um, butter uh uh-huh. honey what are you butter butter okay i wouldn't like i don't think normally because honestly most banana breads out there are super on the sweet side right. so they're, this they one's read not more very as sweet. like cake this one's kind of this savory. is like a bread so I I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go butter peanut butter wow oh i don't hate that at all wow curveball okay that's i'm also gonna go Sorry, peanut butter because i can no because you chose so when you go well, in there there won't be any peanut butter you, that's how it works you did option we have a smart C. fridge <laughs> 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 it just only shows the things that mm-hmm. i want you to show to you i completely forgot my second thing that well there is no need for a second thing forgot what it was all right let's jump into today's episode we are talking about porpoises Porpoises. we're talking about bottlenose porpoises what's the difference between a dolphin and a porpoise oh i used to know the answer to this question but now i don't know now i don't anymore are they both mammals i think it's the shape of their like nose that's it i think so i okay no i was gonna say we really don't know the answer i was gonna say somewhere along the line i thought like a porpoise is a fish and a dolphin is a mammal but i think they're both mammals right i think so we really don't know okay we would google that for you but but we don't do that anymore that's right that's an old segment no instead of talking about porpoises we are talking about purposes wow um let's start with let's just talk about the seed of the thought that that was planted in your head for this episode because i think it's a little interesting and you came you brought this to me and i thought oh that's a good podcast topic let's talk about that there's plenty to dive into there so why don't you tell the good people at home where this idea came from yeah so as you work for yourself as you build your own thing your own carve out your own path in the world sometimes it can be really frustrating to do like the mundane tasks every day and to like keep up with everything and and you you kind of get run down a little bit and i had this thought a couple weeks ago um i get up in the morning i had do my morning routine maybe we'll do a whole episode on routines and things i think we already did one before but it's always fun to bring it back around have an update but after i kind of get through my indulgent morning routine which is like 10 minutes long uh, I jump into tea tree customer support stuff. And typically there's like five messages that have been waiting for me to get to like questions and things. And I had this thought where a lot of times I have sat down and been like, oh, I'm not looking forward to these it's a support request. Why right? you don't want to do it? But I kind of shifted it a couple weeks ago to like, but I really enjoy 
solving these problems for these people. Right. And so often they're not asking questions of like, this broke, fix this. It's, hey, I want to try and do this. And they can't figure like, out how, how to do it. how can I do it? Yeah. And it, it made me think, if I didn't have that, and that also, so the second thing that I do after I do those, because they're usually very quick and it doesn't take very long, is then I get into our Wandering Gameplay Slack channel where we have our community of people, over 700 people, uh, which is really fun, but active every day, it's like 50 to 75 people. And there's usually a couple of messages waiting for me and, and I get to those. And I thought about it between those two tasks. It really does feel like a solid business purpose every day. Mm -hmm. Like I like getting up knowing that I'm going to help people solve some problems. And it, maybe it's just like one little baby step toward their dream or toward their goal or toward a milestone they're trying to reach. Like it might not be a big thing, but maybe it's a small thing that helps them. And I just was thinking about this. I brought this up to you of when you don't have that, it can feel like you're just doing a lot of mundane tasks when you're working and like, why even do it? You know, mm -hmm. Simon Sinek's why, which we'll probably talk about a lot here. And then I was thinking about all of the people that we hear stories of, of differing levels who sell their companies and then they almost are just bored and then mm -hmm. they build another company. Right. And I think it's really important to take a second and really sit back and go like, what am, what am I doing this all for? Like, what is this all for? But also, how can I enjoy this process more? Every mm -hmm. part of it. And is there a way that I can obviously remove the stuff I really don't like, but reframe maybe some things in, oh, I'm not just doing customer support. I'm helping our customers try and reach their goals, their dreams, whatever it is. Yeah. Like reframing it through the lens of your purpose. Of your purpose. And, maybe, uh, and your porpoise. And your porpoise. Right. And that's that's actually something that I don't work into like my morning routine enough. So maybe that's something that I need to work into it is just coming back to that purpose every single day. Probably put it into my action zone. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention Notion yet. But we're uh, just a couple minutes in. I already got the Notion mentioned. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this yeah. new app. It's not a new app, but it's new for me called Notion. And those of you who are like productivity geeks out there will probably – be like, oh my gosh, you're so late to the Notion yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just discovered it and we have processes and systems that we've been using for years. And so we kind of subscribe to the mindset of like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, but I, we were doing this coaching session. So all of our members listening will know we, we had our whole month's coaching session was about productivity and processes. And I was like, you know, people have told me about this app notion. Like maybe I'll look into it just so that I can do a slide on like, Hey, look into this. And then I of course got obsessed with it. And what I love about it is that it does kind of bring there's like a you can create your own dashboards and things so like i have a, a daily dashboard which is called the action zone the action zone and that's where the action happens and um so that's what i was meaning when i said i'm gonna bring my purpose because then it's cool because then it reminds you every day of like hey remember what is your purpose but going back to what you were saying i think it's so interesting because i've never really thought of this before but there is this like weird what's the word contradiction that happens for entrepreneurs where if we didn't have a purpose, like, I don't know, like the work I feel like is so much a part of what drives us every day is to get up and like work towards this thing or build this thing or create this thing or help these people, whatever that purpose is for you. But then also we get so caught up in that, that we can overwork ourselves and burn out and things like that. So it's this weird push and pull. And I actually, I wrote down when we were writing notes for this, I said, is this why we as humans become so consumed by work? Right. And it's because I think there is something in our brains that needs a purpose and needs something to do every day and needs to feel like it's being activated and that there's a reason behind every action that we're doing. And I wonder if this is why 
because we don't almost have like breaks on the system that we just snowball into wanting to work all the time because deep down it gives us this this positive feeling of accomplishment and like we're working towards something. I also think that for the majority of people, their businesses like ours are living, breathing, evolving things. Mm -hmm. So it's just not possible for us to set it and forget it and everything works, you know, like it just doesn't. So we have new puzzles that come up every day. We have new problems. We have new things that we need to solve. And I think for a lot of us, we we like that. Like there's something inherent in us that really enjoys solving those problems. I know for me, I really get a sense of joy when someone has a question or an issue, like let's say specifically with teacher with their online course and they don't know how to solve it. And I kind of like, I look at it and I go, I actually haven't thought about that either. And then I figure out how to do it and then I tell them how to do it. And mm -hmm. then we both kind of have this enjoyment thing. Mm -hmm. And so I do think there's a positivity to that. But I think there is also a negativity that you're kind of alluding to where it can feel like we're always in work mode. And especially yeah. if you own your own business, it just feels like you can never turn it off. You know, I think many of us who have partners and we're going to do a whole episode on working with your spouse. But, you know, when you went, you used to go out to dinner, we don't really do that anymore. <laughs> but let's just pretend that it's a COVID free world again for the moment and you work for yourselves you work on the same business you go out to dinner and you're like okay we're gonna sit down and we're not gonna talk about work and we can do it we've done this like 50 times yeah we've set this intention a million we times. sit down and like we're drinking some wine hmm. we're having a little appy huh. and then like seven minutes into the meal like hey so uh i have an idea what do you think about and then you you, you know it's just like it snowballs into it and you can't not think yeah, about we're it like oops so i do think that there's something there that you could probably you know we could touch on that might be a little bit unhealthy but I, coming back to the whole reason why i wanted to talk about this is i think for a lot of us if we really took a lot of the tasks that we do every day for work and yeah. instead of looking at them as tasks and things that have to be done it's well, what are all those things for? Yeah. Why are we doing those things? Why are we running the business that we're running? Uh, shout out to Catherine, who's a Waymer. And she just recently mentioned she's going to take like a three-month break from her business. And I think things like that are so important to be able to make that decision. Because if you just stay in the slog of every single day and you don't reframe things, you don't look at things, you don't take breaks it does become all-consuming. It does become obsessive and it comes unhealthy. Or like you said, I think it's a really important practice going back to this idea of purpose to take every task that you are doing and connect it to the bigger purpose. Yeah. So we actually have this, I'm going to try to describe this diagram because this is audio only, but in the productivity coaching session, what we talked about is the way that, that we think about planning is sort of like an upside down pyramid this is where it's a pyramid scheme hey guys if we're just real quick if you get two friends to listen to this podcast yep. and they get two friends yep. you one, of you, sign get, up one of you will get a bmw just exactly so you, know. yeah. <laughs> you can reach the silver membership level but uh we were laughing because like it all comes back to a pyramid, pyramid always, always yeah. um so if you picture an upside down triangle yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, yeah. um and so i think of it like planning like you kind of start with a more broad strategic planning of like your whole year and then you break it down by quarter and then by month and then by week and then by day and and so you have this big vision at the top that usually we set at the beginning of a year. And it's like, oh, this is where I want my life to be a year from now or even five years from now, whatever. And then you connect that to what do I want to do every quarter to accomplish that? And then you connect that to what do I want to do every month to accomplish that and every week and every day. And something that I'm really enjoying that actually Notion gives me the ability to do. <laughs> That's your second Notion of the podcast, is folks. I now can see Every single task that I do during the day connects to either a project that we're working on or what um, 
in the system is called like a life pillar. So I have these like pillars of things that I want to cultivate in my life. So it's like, it's work, but it's also friendships and family and learning and creativity. And it's like all these different categories that I want to feel are being serviced to have like a really robust life. And so what's really cool is I can see the tiny, tiny tasks that I'm doing every single day and how that aligns to the bigger pillar or the bigger goal that I'm trying to achieve. And so coming back to this idea of purpose, I think there's something really powerful about that because exactly what you're saying, it means that when you're in the thick of doing something that you're like, oh my Mm. God, you can get just so caught up in the whatever, the resistance of whatever that task is, you either have a system or you just cultivate an awareness to be able to go, why am I doing this? What is it all for? What is the greater purpose? And that gives you this like different sense of motivation of why you're doing it. Yeah. And I think it can be applied to so many things that so many of us don't like to do. And especially if you're just getting started or maybe you're like reinventing a business or you're pivoting or whatever, you have to like make a new website and you have to build a new sales page and you have to do like all these things are just like, it's a lot of work. And a lot of times you can get into that work and just be like, oh, I don't want to work on the sales page. Like I hate working on sales pages. And if you lose sight of why you're working on that sales page and what that thing is hopefully doing for you and your business and your life, it it does become really easy just to not do it and Mm -hmm. to put it off. But if you can really take a hard look and go, you know what? I need to create this sales page because it's going to help people get into my course that is going to help them learn how to be better writers or how to be better at branding or how to be better at you know, living their lives to the best of their abilities health-wise or whatever. And I think that if if we were all just a little bit better at taking a moment when we're feeling resistance and just going, why am I doing this task? Yeah. Like, let me just go down the, it's like the little kid thing where little kids ask why until the end of time. Right. Uh, you know, and they're just like, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? You and what you realize, that little kid. Yeah. What you realize is that if you, if you use that yourself in your own situations where you're working on, say, a sales page, you go, why am I working on a sales page? Oh, well, I need to sell this thing so I have money. Why do I need to sell this thing so I have money? Well, I, you know, it's actually, I need money, but I also want to help people learn this thing. Well, why do you want to help you? You know, and it's just like yeah. you go down this rabbit hole. So here's an interesting question that well, I, that let's is- not say it's it's interesting it until is. we hear it. Trust me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that your purpose has to be in service of other people? Because you're sitting here talking about like your teacher requests and like helping people in Slack and like that's definitely a part of my purpose, but I'm sitting here going, does it make me selfish that I feel like my my purpose, like the sense of purpose that I get when I sit down to my tasks is I, if I'm being really honest, I feel much more around, and maybe this, maybe this is different for different personality types or like who you are, but mine is so much more around creating things. Mm -hmm. Like that's what gives me purpose is learning something new that I didn't know before, applying that knowledge to create something that didn't exist before. And you're sitting here saying like helping people, which I obviously love. Like, you know, I love that. You know, I love teaching people, but it's, that's a byproduct of like, I just love creating things and that feels like my purpose. And does that make me a selfish douchebag? No, I think it, it's it's all subjective to each person and what, and I don't know, maybe it has things to do with the Enneagrams and stuff like that. Like it all ties together. <laughs> the but Enneagrams, plural, <laughs> there's multiple. There's nine of them, right? <laughs> well, those are the types, but people typically it's just called Thank. the Enneagram. But I like that you said grams and now people are like, oh my God, like what are the other grams? Yeah, the other ones are letters, A through H. I don't know how many letters it gets to nine or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm an eight E. That's me on the Instagram. Stop confusing people. You're, you're so a four, mean. You're a four G. H. I'm a four no, G. No, you're a four H for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. Uh, no, I, I think 
it's finding your purpose or defining your purpose is very subjective to you. What matters to you? I think these are two really good ones that people might be able to go, oh yeah, I do want to help people every day. Like that's what I really like to do. I get a lot of satisfaction from knowing that I'm solving problems for people. I'm helping them reach their goals mm-hmm. or, and I'm with you on the creating things. Cause one of my favorite things in the world to do is to make unique things and yeah. to do things differently and, and own your weird, if you will. Um, and I think if that's the thing, it's just, you have to be a little bit careful if you're talking about your purpose for business, if we're just like clarifying that, because if your purpose for business is just being creative, oh yeah, it's very difficult to actually run a business. Totally, yeah. No, you I th- make money, and that I is think that's a really a really good point. Is like, is like you do have to think about. And again, this is it's like that's still very much a part of my purpose. I just wanted to bring that up because I know that there are probably some people out there who think that their purpose has to be some their main one needs to be some huge altruistic yeah, thing, sure. and it's like no. I think I think you actually run the risk of having it diminish its meaning by not being honest with yourself because the only way that it actually helps you as a real driver is if it's rooted in like the most true thing that you can say and the most true thing that I can say is that what gets me up in the morning and wanting to sit down at my computer is the desire to make things and learn things that is my ultimate driver and like I said a very close byproduct of that is my favorite thing is to then learn that and teach other people that yeah what's really funny is when you say like does it have to be like this like bigger thing like helping people I actually don't think of it as a bigger thing because I think I'm only helping a couple hundred people. No, I don't think of it as a big as in outside of yourself. Yeah. That's what I mean by big is like. But do you, I know just, what I, you know what I mean though? I do, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I'm envisioning in my head is like circles. Okay. So you're at the center circle. Obviously. You're just, you're, you. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and then like everything's you revolving be- <laughs> around me. <laughs> you being every person. Yeah. Um, just because that's how perception works. But like you're at the core center and then the circle that's bigger beyond that is like your the world beyond you. You know what I mean? So that's that's why I said big is because it's like bigger than yourself. Yeah, I but I, I think my point was for some people when you say like, oh, like I want to help like people, their circle outside of them is enormous. Right. Mine is like very small. Right. You know, and it's because I don't want to help. I, I don't I don't have those lofty goals of like I want to have Change a million people yeah, no, no, that no. I'm that I touch and influence and blah blah. First of all, I don't want to touch a million people, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, like a couple hundred. Like I'm happy and I think this is just goes along with our ethos with everything is just like the enough. Yeah. Like if we can have and uh, Kevin Kelly was the one who coined this early on, but your thousand true fans, you can run an amazing business with a thousand customers or less, depending on how much you charge. And it can stay small. And I think for a lot of people, they get into business and they think, okay, I'm going to sell this. And I, I think I could probably sell it to like, you know, a hundred thousand people over the years and I'll make all this money. And it's like, well, but this, do you know how much work that takes? Well, yeah. And do you are you realizing what the trade-offs are? This goes back to my thing I always talk about, which is one thing that continues to irk me is when I see these like inspirational Instagram quotes that are all about like, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. it has always gotten under my skin because we're developing this notion that Ooh, there it is. Uh, yeah, every <laughs> about every five minutes we're getting a notion. Not mentioned. the app the word we're developing this notion that like if your dreams aren't quote unquote big or you don't have this desire to impact millions of people that they're not 
valid enough or that you're somehow playing small this is another thing yeah, that i really yeah, don't yeah. like yeah. that you're that you're shortchanging yourself that you're not you only uh, get one life you better do as much as you can you well, know it's, it's like, like that type do, of stuff how about do the amount that i want to do yeah how about you how about everybody goes how much do i want to do yeah oh you know what i want to help a couple hundred people great yeah. Great. Then you did enough. Yeah. So the thing that I always tell myself in my head or, you know, and I posted this on on Instagram years ago in like an art piece, but it's like, it's not about dreaming bigger. It's about dreaming deeper. It's about dreaming truer. So like what feels true to you? What feels like the right amount of <laughs> the right size of a dream, you know? Yeah. And then sc- screw these like objective sort of measurements that we're saying of like, okay, small dreams are stupid, but yeah. big dreams are great. Like, it, And it's also, I think it's really interesting too when you can define the purpose that you have and that you enjoy. I think it also really helps you run a business smoother. So for us, because we're a partnership and because we run these businesses together, you don't have to deal with all the customers because right. it's not the place where you find a lot of purpose. You find a lot of purpose in, in the creating making, the things that oh, make the things. Oh, isn't that interesting? Right, but I... As much as I would like creating things and making things, I know it's not my zone of genius. I know it's not where I thrive, but I can really help people. And that's why the shift for me in us becoming the moniker business coaches, it took me so long until I finally realized that is the thing I have been doing. Forever. And it is the thing that I am naturally good at. It's the thing that I take all this experience that I've gathered over the years. And I'm also very honest when I don't have the experience, but I think about every morning now when I'm helping a couple Tea Tree customers and a couple Waymers. And I just think about how good that makes me feel. And for so many people, I don't think they really position that in a way to realize this can feel really good. It can feel like you're actually making a difference and making a change for people. And so I I just wanted to come back to that because I do think a lot of people can give themselves a hard time going, uh, oh, I'm told I should uh, should outsource my customer support as quickly as possible. Like I shouldn't be doing customer support. Why not? I have done the customer support for Tea Tree since it's in existence, since 2013. Yeah. I am the person who owns the platform. Now we co-own it. But like, you hear from me. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it's shocking because you just don't see that with other applications and other software programs. But it's also really kind of nice. And and for us, we're never going to grow Tea Tree to a point where we can't handle that. Like we're never going to get so much because we're just not going to do the marketing. We're not going to do the advertising. We're not going to have the growth. Yeah, but you have talked about like, uh, like at some point, like I don't want to say like we're well, never no, going to no, have no. a. Co- it's the reason so why I would do that. it. Yeah, the reason why I would do it is time zones. So like, right. if if when we move to Europe, because that's on our on our life bucket list, our dreaming big list, the time zones <laughs> would be really true. dreaming true. true. The time zones will be difficult yeah. once we get there. Like I, they're a little bit. They're okay here because most of our customers are in the U.S. So just when, wanted to clarify that because the way that you were kind of taking it is like we're never oh, gonna yeah, have no, a customer no, no. support person. It's not about that. No, it's just you're no, saying and, what you're saying is we don't want to become so big that that would be unfeasible. Yeah, and and I I also like there's going to be a natural point where I don't want to do customer sure. support every morning because I just want to do other things. Like especially if we have kids, when we have kids, like. That's probably going to be a burden is to like, I have to take care of this child, but then I also have the to take care of gonna these children. The child's going to be a burden. No, taking care of the tea tree children <laughs> as well as my actual children. I know. The, the way, child is going to be a burden. The way that you just said so it you was know, like, when we have kids, it's going to be a burden. Just so you know, it will be a burden. <laughs> <laughs> and I think more parents should admit that. I don't. I don't think that, that that we're allowed to say that, but I don't think it's not. It's uh, untrue. All right. What do you Just got kidding. next kids, on the- uh... Kids in the future, when you're listening to this, you're not a burden. We love you so much. What if we could have porpoises as children instead? 
We it already have the tiny pool. It we already have the tiny pool. What if we can name our kids porpoise? All right. What do we got on the rest of this episode here? So another interesting angle that we wanted to take this. All right. First of all, you got to stop saying interesting. We don't know that you it's know interesting. What? Have the confidence to think that your thoughts are interesting. <laughs> Everyone out there, you you do have interesting things, okay? Yeah. And I don't care if they're interesting to other people, but you can claim <laughs> them as interesting. Every time we're on a walk. Everything's interesting. We're on a walk almost every day. Caroline's like, I just had this interesting thought. And I'll just be like, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was something funny. And then he's yeah. always like, oh, is it funny? Oh, is it? Because no one's laughing. I need yet. a new adjective. Yeah. I just thought. I just thought of something. I just thought of something. <laughs> there it is. That's it. Yeah. But also, it can be interesting to you. It can be funny to you. I just thought of an interesting to me thought. I just I'll thought of an interesting to funny to me thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this idea of retirement. Ooh, okay. And like, do you think you'll ever retire? Because part of this whole idea of having a purpose also comes back to the fact that we were both like, I don't know if there will come a day where we just want to retire because then what would it feel like to not have a purpose every day? We're at that point in the podcast where you've somehow slouched so far. I don't know so how I do down. it. I know. It's amazing. I was trying. You started, I was actively trying to sit up. Yeah. So you started out the podcast. Just compressed. I had to adjust the microphone higher because it was too low. And Okay. Do you know what it is? I, yeah. Can I have a theory? Okay. Go ahead. We're going to get back to it. Hey, guys. Cliffhanger. We'll get back to retirement. I, I have a theory. We're sitting on couch cushions. By the time that I sit in the couch, the air compresses in the foam to the point where I sink down. Now here's that the has question. to be it. Right, right. But here's a question. Yeah. I'm twice your size. <laughs> My cushion doesn't sink. That's because you sink to the bottom from the second you sit on it. No. Hey, hey. I'm just light enough, just dainty enough that it's like a quarter, you know? And it's like, it doesn't sink that far. But then over time, my weight compresses it. Because of gravity. It's more mostly gravity. It's, it's not gravity. your weight. Let's it's be honest. It's weight. Newton's law. Yeah. yeah. You, on the other hand, the second, boom, to the bottom. Just to the bottom. And me being so, that so just, light. So I'm basically just sitting on plywood. That's what I'm saying. And you're just like a flowery cloud. Yeah, cloud. They're just low, just daintily right, sinks. Back to retirement. Am I allowed to quote now, my Now, wait. I just yeah. need you to acknowledge. Do you think there's some truth to that theory? No, not at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think your spine is just like, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I allowed to uh, call out an article I wrote many years ago to make me sound like I already had this thought and then like I started the revolution so of this thinking? Sure, 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 yeah, sure, sure. Okay. You invented blank what? Uh, just the idea Get of retirement. Get up off retirement? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no. So I a couple years ago, I actually wrestled with this idea because I had friends that would like sell a software application or whatever. And they would basically be retired. Like they made enough money to be retired. And I was always like, wow, that would be really interesting. That's the dream. And then about a year later, that same person would be building a new thing because they were so bored. Yeah. And so I thought about that a lot over the years. And, and the one thing that I kept coming back to when I would think about retirement is this idea that retirement happens from work that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And so you you want to stop doing that thing. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. For so many people, maybe even people listening to the show, you may work a nine to five job for 30 or 40 years or whatever. And your and it's goal, just a job. your goal is just to have the job. You make you, the money. You clock out. You have no stress. You don't think about it. You make good money. You make enough money and then you retire and then you're done. And that's it. And that's totally fine. But for those of us who work for ourselves and who are building our own things and we're trying to carve out like our own little place in the world, for me, Thinking about retirement, it just feels like it doesn't fit in my life. Like, again, I don't want to be working every single day, especially when we have those little burdens running around. (laughs) (laughs) But Um. I do think there's something to be said for (laughs) when you really enjoy what you're creating, when you really 
like the customers that you're surrounding yourselves with, when you really like the challenges of the, the creativity, uh, you know, creative ideas that you're working on, I don't want to retire from that. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing that. And, and I think that's been my idea of retirement for the longest time is I could see myself doing exactly what we're doing now for the next 50 years. And I know that it's going to change drastically in 10 years because 10 years ago it was completely different than totally. what it is now. But I think that there's just something in that mental shift of, oh, I'm working on this thing. Like, I can't wait to retire and not do this. Well, what if you just change it to like, could I do some version of this every day? And if no, how can you change that so that yes? Right. And if yes, then awesome. You don't even have to think about that. Like, yes, you should have a savings account. You should have a retirement account. You should do all those things so that yeah. you have money waiting for you. But I really like just thinking about the idea of retirement as a principle that we think about in our societies is stopping work you don't like. Mm-hmm. Retirement for us who like our work and enjoy what we do, we're basically semi-retired now in a way that most people live their lives. Mm-hmm. Like we can work whatever day of the week that we want. We cannot work whatever day of the week. Like if we wanted to take off all next week, we could make it happen. We could absolutely. absolutely with no repercussions whatsoever and still make money. And I think that's a really awesome place to be in. And we've worked very hard to get to that. We also have a lot of privilege that has allowed us to get to that point. Uh, those are my thoughts on that. Sorry if that- I went long. No, it's okay. That what that makes me think of too, and I know this is gonna be a little bit cliche, but like there's a reason cliches exist, which is we think of retirement as this destination, right? And so much of our human thinking revolves around destinations. Like we need these like checkpoints to like look forward to. But the cliche says that it's not the destination, it's the journey. So it's the journey, not the destination. And I remember when I really let that idea sink into my brain a couple of years ago, because it relates to entrepreneurship so much to me, which is that you have to realize that if you're not the type of person who's ever going to be okay, like retiring and not having a purpose every day, if your purpose is really tied to the fun that you have creating businesses or helping people or whatever that is, then you have to start shifting your mindset to go, oh, there is no destination. And so I just think it's a reminder every day to be like, okay, this is the journey. I'm in it right now. Mm -hmm. So how can I enjoy what it looks like right now? Which I think is exactly what you were saying, which is like, if the answer is no, and you don't think that what you're doing today could be something that you want to be doing 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, it's just worth asking the question, is there something that I could change about what I'm doing right now to make that true? Yeah. And that's how I think you also know that you're working at like a sustainable pace. I think if your answer is like, oh my God, I could not do this for 20 years. I think that that's probably a good indication that if you continued the way that you're doing it right now, you could find yourself burnt out. Yeah. But it's like for us, like you said, I feel like we finally got to this place where there's a very healthy push and pull. So we're in sort of like a little bit of a sprinting season right now. But yeah. even amidst that season, I don't feel like the amount of work that I'm doing right now is unsustainable because I also know that I have the control and the, the freedom to be like, all right, well, then I'm just going to take those 10 things that are you know, at the third priority on my list. And I'm going to say, we're not doing them. Yeah. And I'm allowed to say that. I do think it's also interesting if you're, Oh, oh you think it's interesting. Oh, wow. Look at wow. that. Look that at Freudian. that. That was just Freudian. That's not I Freudian. I do think it's a thought that <laughs> if you're looking at your business that you're running right now, or even your life that you're existing in right now, and maybe it's not in alignment with what you really want. I think it's important to ask the question, how did I get to this point? Did I buy into someone else's idea? Did I start running someone else's race? 
Did I start following some path or blueprint that someone sold to me? And now I, I feel like... Am I comparing myself to someone that I'm trying to chase after? Yeah. Am I trying to please my parents? Am I trying yeah. to impress people from high school? And, and in so many ways in our lives, we... I, I think I am the one who leads this charge in our household is just questioning every one of those societal, um, you know, normative things that kind of just circulate around our lives and just going like, but why, why, why mm -hmm. are we doing it that way? But why are we doing it this way? Why, are, why would we do that thing? And, and that can get a little bit annoying, but it can also be something where on the other side of it, you realize I'm really glad I questioned all that stuff. Of course. And I think for a lot of people, they don't question a lot of those things because of family pressure, friends pressure, societal pressure. And to me, this discussion of purpose and retirement and, you know, what is all the work for and why do all these things? It really does boil down to just asking yourself those questions of, am I choosing the path that I'm on or have I jumped on a path that someone else laid out in front of me and I felt that was the right thing? Or do I not have the advantages that other people have? And is there any way that I can change my circumstances to do that? And maybe the answer to that is no, because again, we're two white people and we have a lot of privilege and there's a lot of things we don't know and have had no experience with dealing with when it comes to like difficulty. Mm -hmm. But I do think for, for a lot of people who listen, who have the ability to listen to this show specifically, and you're in our ecosystem, you probably do have a lot of opportunities to grab onto, and it may be a little bit more difficult for you, but just know that it is possible. And I think that's because we can see a lot of people of differing backgrounds, shapes, sizes, colors, whatever, are able to do the things they want to do. And it's just about going, I have to question everything. And mm -hmm. I have to not buy into the system and the plan and the whatever. I have to try and figure out how to do it my own way. Mm -hmm. And whatever that means, and that may mean your timeline for it is, 10 times longer than some other people, but that's okay. Because if you enjoy that journey and you can make it something fun and something interesting and something you look forward to, then by all means, let it take 10 times longer as long as you're enjoying it. Yeah. And I think if nothing else, I hope that this episode encourages people to think about what is that driving force? What, what is the main thing that gives them a sense of purpose that um, has them looking forward to the day when they start the day. And if you don't have a good grip on what that is right now, maybe finding that could be the next step into you feeling really good about the path that you're on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all of our thoughts on this. Did you have any other notes? That was it. We wrapped Those it up. Those were all my notes. We wrapped it up. Well, the last couple of episodes, we accidentally did an hour. So how long was that? Oh, half the time. Nice. I know. I feel like that's Well, good. and I also got a couple of messages from people that said like, Hey guys, if you go over time, it's fine. <gasps> they yeah. said that. Yeah, That's but nice. there might be other people who, who like, like only hey listen halfway, and they're like, "Next podcast." Well, because I am now that we're in like uh, pandemic land, right? I actually have a lot less like routines and opportunities to listen to podcasts so when i do have a show that's really good that's now i'm like dang it like that's gonna take me two <laughs> whatever two sessions yeah. Yeah. yeah versus the one this is why you gotta bake because like i went through I three know. podcast episodes i don't yesterday. have any of those things yeah well get some get some art going listen to some podcasts i know while you're i gotta here. get back into art you're right all right everybody that'll do it for this episode per usual uh go ahead and head into uh the part of your podcasting app where there's a rating and review and section then, and then leave and then don't do it don't you do it just look at it and be like hmm. 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 normally i would click five stars normally i would write one to four thoughtful compelling and helpful sentences that if someone else read it they might think yeah i am gonna listen to what is it all for because of what that person wrote but don't you dare do it don't write it mm -mm. don't submit it well, actually here here's the thing What's that? don't don't click the stars write the review uh-huh 
just delete it once you're done. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. we wouldn't want to read it. No. Why would no. I want to know? Or why would you want to know? <laughs> why it's helpful. Why it's helpful. Why it's why enjoyable. Why it's enjoyable. Why it's fun. Why it makes you giggle. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. So just, that's a, that's a reminder. Weekly yep. reminder. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll be back with a new episode next week. We hope you guys are appreciating us being on a more consistent cadence with the podcast. Mm, we are cadence. recording a couple episodes ahead of ourselves, which is really nice so that I don't feel the pressure of like, oh, we got to record today and then we have to put it up tomorrow so good job for you i'm also really enjoying the setup the audio only this feels very frictionless to me even though your cushion is uh slowly Uh, again those of you listening i i would love if someone would back me up and email hello at wanderingamply.com that you're with me you think that there is something to the couch foam compression theory yeah okay yeah yeah this is our working theory it's the cushion theory not the posture theory (laughs) we have we have cushioners out there listening and we have postures and those of you you need to decide right here now are you a cushioner yeah or are you a posture yeah okay uh all right everybody go get your own porpoise and have a great day and we'll be in your ear balls soon bye